Because the, the siren is too upsetting, so yeah. we're doing something equally as upsetting, but maybe less triggering. Wow, yeah, <laughs> um, we we want to keep you guys guessing in these in these trying times. Hello, you guys. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Mitra Jahari, and this is Urgent Care. We are here to help you. It's an advice podcast uh, where we answer your questions and concerns. We do our best, which is not enough. Not enough. Never enough. Never enough, never but especially enough. now. Never, never, never enough. Really? For me. For me. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, and we're back. Listen, you guys, um, apparently my sound equipment could not handle the truth, which is my amazing singing voice, and it did crash the recording. Devastating to see that happen to Um, a dear friend. Yeah, it was really sad, but we're back, um, and we're sort of dusting the dirt off of our our knickers, and um, we are, you know, it's one of the famous sayings. As the saying goes, yeah. yeah. Society women (laughs) dusting the the dirt off your knickers, and we're back, and as we were saying before, um, what were we saying before? (laughs) Well, off to a classically terrible start. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we were just saying that this is a podcast where we're going to give advice. Oh, right. Um, That's right. It's a podcast. That's what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, we're doing a podcast we together. Um, we give advice. If if you want to call in and give advice, let me just get this out off the top. Uh, oh, you can call in at 323-334-0371 or send us an email at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. We and if you, didn't, if you didn't listen to that, if you lost track of that, it's in the episode description. You can go and check it there. Always it is. forever. Mitra. How are you? Um, I am uh bad. This was- okay. <laughs> This is how I started the last 2 weeks, so it's okay. We we're making space for that here. I had I'm feeling a little better today. I definitely had my people are okay, so that is, you know, that's mm-hmm. off the top. I'll just say that. But I would say in every other area of life I had a very bad week. Um Stuff was just very stressful and I had like some weird, I had like weird internet stuff go on with like, I've just never had like a weird thing about like people having, feeling like they have access Mm -hmm. to you and your life via the internet, even though like I'm pretty private about like my, my personal life. Like I acknowledge that I date wit, but that's kind of everything's pretty arm's length with me. So when someone feels like they have access, it's very confusing and uh, upsetting to me, but something like everything's fine, but I just had like a very, very weird week. And it's just so weird to have like, you know, there's already like the normal, like doom life stress Uh going on, but then to have like a weird unprecedented other stress type thing at, at the same time, just not great. But Overall, yeah, okay. Just a lot of stuff sort of compounded this week that like was kind of maybe going to happen and then like unexpected. Ba- it was just a bad week. But um, I, you know, I, I'm proud that I still got my work done. And that is a I, lot more than a lot of people can say. I really pushed myself to still do a good job at work. Um, and I did not skip therapy, even though it seemed like it was going to be very exhausting. Wow. I skip, I stopped that. I put an end to that week one, she called and I said, can't do this. Doesn't feel necessary. Doesn't not necessary, but I was like, it just is such a weird time to be addressing issues that like are at least for me, what I'm working on in therapy was like. They just, they just don't apply in this world that we're currently living in. And so it felt weird to like address them while the rest of the world is on pause. But I think what we're both experiencing now is that the whole world is experiencing is that we're like five weeks 
I guess by the time this is out, six weeks deep into this thing. And it's like, we've all sort of adjusted and the baseline is new. And so mm-hmm. now all of the old things that like, cause I, I, it did feel like the first like week or two, it felt like a vacation from old problems in a weird way. Yeah, like totally. we were I mean, all so- focused on the existential dread of death and disease and the way our government was handling it. And now it's like, well, we're all at home and we're used to being at home. And so now all the old shit is back to like. Yeah, I think maybe that is what it was, was like simul. So we we the 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 quarantine overlap like that all happened with me starting a new job so i really was mm-hmm. just in sort of like a blackout fugue state for a few weeks of like the anxiety of that but then also new stress so i i sort of i think just didn't deal with any of the other stuff because there just wasn't time so yeah. i think it all sort of presented itself to me <laughs> simultaneously this week because i was sort of starting to feel like i had a grip on stuff so it was perfect timing for everything to just sort of explode yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. um i feel that now i have you thought about because i am just coming off of a week and a half long twitter break and instagram break and i will say like reintroducing social media slowly back into my life instagram not an issue, a delight, not, not where I struggle brain wise. Twitter, Mm -hmm. I was back on, I wanted to tweet a deadline article about Bowen being in my Quibi movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I need to be back on Twitter to do this. Which we're circling back to. We'll circle (laughs) back to. Um, But because I love a deadline. I love it when deadline day happens. You know, we all do. It is that little (laughs) dopamine hit that you want. But I was back on it for like literally hours and I was like, I hate it here. And the thing is, is I'll never leave. I'll, I'll like, well, maybe I will. Because here's the thing, what I, I will say, I was worried about getting off of it and I did get off of oh, it Joel, for reasons for that second. were for self-care. But like, even after a week away, I was like, I didn't miss it. And even in this time, I, I was really worried that I would need it and miss it more because I would just be sitting around. But honestly, like taking a week off Twitter, and especially in this time, can't recommend it enough. Can't recommend I, it enough. I do feel like sort of, I definitely am. I've already sort of put the the date in mind when I'm like taking a long break from the internet. Uh, as like as soon as all the episodes oh you have of to Deborah's promote come out. yeah that's the, that's the shitty thing is it you do feel like we have to be there and like I, I like know. I feel like I have a tool at my disposal to like help make pe- more people see the thing that mm-hmm. is like the culmination of like most of my creative life's work. So I yeah, want to do that. But. You gotta stay. but you know, maybe you can just make your manager do it. I know I have a lot of friends who give their managers their password and like, don't let them on and just like re pre-write a bunch of tweets and then do that. I've been I don't using, know. It's, it's I've such been using a, tweet deck, which it lets yeah. you schedule oh, tweets nice. and that has been helping me not fall into it. And I, and I've also, I, I will, you know what, maybe this week or next week, I I have a pretty iconic list of muted words on Twitter. (laughs) I think if I do say so myself, you know what, actually I'm going to open the window. I'll just share a couple and then I want to hear what's going on with you, Joel. But I I do think this will maybe, maybe be something that, um, people appreciate. Um, Okay, actually, my computer is running iconically slow, so let's not do yeah. this. <laughs> I will say I once was comparing notes with a re- the muting function is amazing on Twitter, and I highly recommend it. Um, I have 863 people muted on Twitter. <laughs> um, most of them people that I follow and don't have the guts to unfollow, but never. Well, actually, that's not true. It is like there are people in my life who I genuinely, when I see them out in the world, love and adore but when they flatten their personalities to just their uh, terrible opinions all the time, it, <laughs> like I, whenever I start to feel myself actively disliking someone for something that they've said on Twitter, and I'm only seeing just a barrage of bad um, opinions, I'm like, it's time mm-hmm. to mute them because I don't want that to happen. There are people that I I, I don't want to feel less, you know, they're about good people. So that's why I have so many people muted. Um, and I also wise. recommend that. Wise, wise, wise. It's so it's so hack to, to be like, get off Twitter as a piece of advice, but it does feel great. I'm addicted to blocking and muting. Um, if somebody says something even like 1% critical of me, I block them. I don't care. Oh, I see, I don't block, but I, I am addicted to soft, to the soft block, which is you go, when so, whenever I, I like scan, 
my like whoever is responding to a tweet and if someone says something annoying i go and i block them and then i unblock them right away and that it it makes them unfollow you and so and 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 it doesn't alert them in any way so it's really nice because then like you can just sort of like slip away and they'll never have to think about you again and i'm doing them a favor i have famously i did once a couple weeks ago um in response i tweeted something about how like everyone should be nice in trying to get you know, political in politics. If the, the the thesis of the tweet was like, be nice to people, and somebody responded in a, a really annoying way, and they're like, as a fan of yours, and I just responded, please stop being a fan. I <laughs> saw that and, and I loved it. And and then several other people were like, you're losing other fans too. And you know what? I would just like if that person is listening, or if any of those people are listening, I would like you to let you know that I have um, roughly three thousand more followers than I did that day when I tweeted that. So uh, it's not working. Um, I'm just accumulating more fans, being toxic. Such and a I beautiful, such a beautiful triumphant story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. How are I'm you doing brain. this week? I'm doing much better. The last few weeks, tough, really tough, really tough brain stuff. And I will just say this without, again, I think we're both being really super vague. Um, but I, well, uh, okay. So I did not, I stopped seeing my therapist, did not stop seeing my psychiatrist, which is doctor. And, um, I think I was really hesitant. I was, I was having a lot of problems going into core and I was like, really hesitant to change anything about my regimen, my medications because of this time. And I was like, it seems like a bad idea to switch up and, uh, you know, change the way my brain works in this time. Um, both cause it seems scarier. And also like, what if we get out of quarantine and like suddenly what was working wasn't. And I had all these weird fears and it, I, and then I, I really like shot myself in the foot and I really like, um, it just got so bad. It got really, really bad. And I would encourage anyone who is having similar fears or, or maybe was like toying with like seeing, um, uh, someone outside of talk therapy and maybe doing the psychiatrist route, um, and was like, has similar stuff. A lot of them are teleconferencing and if you can afford it and have the insurance or whatever, it's, it's, it's all a nightmare to get to this place where I was at, but, um, do it because I did, he switched um, I'm like taking a completely different class of drug now. And I have, I, it is like night and fucking day. And it really is like, you know, I still, I'm still scared that like once life gets back to normal, we'll see like mileage may vary on, on how I feel, but, um, I just feel so much better. And I wish I would have done it a week sooner because I would have had um, a shorter apology tour that I needed to do via email, <laughs> um, as I'm sure many people can relate to sometimes when you are mentally ill. And so, yeah, um, I just encourage people to, if like, do not let this time be like, um, to scare you away from like seeking help, um, seeking treatment, bug, uh, <laughs> um, that you might need, um, because the doctors are making it work. Um, teleconferencing, if you can teleconference, do it. And, um, I'm so glad I did because I just feel so much better and it is, it feels, um, much more manageable to be doing, living through these tough, tough times. I'm um, so glad to hear. Good. Because if you weren't Mitra, I wouldn't have done anything about it. I wouldn't, I would not have, I would not have taken your advice over my, my medical doctor, Dr. Mark. MD. You think, I, you think I'm not a doctor, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Asners. Um, jealous, you jealous, you jealous ass bitch. Jealous I'm a doctor? Fuck you. <laughs> I, am, I am a little jealous. Um, okay, let's jump into some updates. Um, we, we don't have a ton this week. Um, we just have this one email that's not really an update. It is just sort of more of a comment that we wanted to share, and I'll read it. Um, it just goes very simply, Mitra and Joel... I will say, for the record, um, this person capitalized your name, all caps, and then normal for me. I don't know what that means. I don't know what message they're saying, but it seems like an emphasis on you. 
My husband and I loved Three Busy Debras. Still going, bitch. Um, I hope you didn't think it was a movie. It's airing every week. Um, <laughs> yeah, past tense. I want to wait. I have to stop because I we, we talked about it before we were recording, but I do want to say for the record that um, Three Busy De- Debras is so fucking good and you need to watch it if you haven't. It's so funny. And so, it's one of the only, it's like one of two shows that makes me laugh out loud. It is live action Animaniacs. It is so good. Um, so Thanks, this person girl. is right on that. Um, my husband and I loved Three Busy Debras. And then finally, how much should we Venmo Joel for introducing us to Pure for Men? This is clean butts. Clean butts all the way. And I would say Venmo me a dollar if you heard about Pure for Men on this show. And You really should see some money from Pure for Men one way or another. I just think it's an interesting... And the thing is, is we keep getting in this feedback loop where someone will tell them that I talk about it on this podcast. And the same gay person emails me and and it says, how can we partner? How can we advertise? And then I send them to producer Dana. And then (laughs) producer Dana hears nothing from them. They apparently only want to deal with me. They do not... They actually don't want to go through the right channels to advertise on the podcast. They only want to speak to me and... Um, if, if you send them to a straight woman, they will say, no, absolutely not. But, so I would like to, I would like just to hear from the listeners if that's okay. Let's, let's get that hashtag trending a million voices yeah. strong, pure for men advertise. On <laughs> and again, and again, please don't email, please send a dollar via Venmo. Joel can booster on Venmo. I'm the only one. That's the right, that's the appropriate way to do it. It's fair. It is. It is. It is fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Should we die? Should we, we, we should take a break. We should take a break. It's been heavy. Let's take a break. Let's let people shake it off. Maybe listen to a different podcast and then come back to ours. (laughs) Let's do another long, long podcast and then come back to us. Yeah. Um, Go and listen to Slow Burn, the podcast (laughs) about the the Watergate, the whole thing. Dirty John. Check out S Town. Listen to all of S Town. Dr. Death. Don't listen to Dr. Death. It scared me. Okay. Because again, as we often say on this program, doctors can be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and in, don't listen to Dr. Death because it scared Joel. <laughs> it scared me. Doctors can be anybody. They could be gay men on cruise ships. They could also be murderers. Okay. Those are the two options. Those or are, me. Or, or Mitra. That's crazy. Doctors can be anybody. And it's scary. That's, a, um, that's the scariest thing of all is that I could be a doctor. Okay. I need. <laughs> we need to take a break so I can go take a walk and shake <laughs> this off. We'll be back. Okay, we're back, and we do, in fact, have some voicemails and emails to get to. So, Dana, play that voicemail. So, I am a, like, improviser, comedian, whatever, um, in <laughs> Chicago, and I feel like in the last year, all my friends are, right, happy in Chicago. But now that we are quarantined, it feels like I am watching all of my friends make this like weird mad dash for like viral content online. And it's, it's weird. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't usually struggle with like professional jealousy or like anything like that, but I just feel like being bombarded (laughs) with like content that everyone's like in like this weird mad dash to create that feels competitive almost but not competitive it's all under the guise of like coping and like needing to create right now which also feels weird I don't know it's making me hate my friends a little bit um and like I just feel tired watching it and but also I feel like I'm consuming it because it's like all I can consume right now um because it's like available to me I don't know I don't know if I need to turn my phone off and like disengage or if I need to, like, reframe and, like, be very happy for a lot of these people that I really love and care about. Maybe I'm just missing making stuff with them because we can't right now. Or maybe I'm just jealous because I'm not making anything at all because everything just feels so sad and not funny to me right now. But I don't know what to do. Um, help me. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just a jealous bitch that needs to suck it up and be more fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wow, this I saw and I said, relatable much. Um, Because, wow, and coming from this queen, oh, wait, I suppose we need to name her. 
We um, must. We must I love, name she, her. You know what really jumped out to me that she said Mad Dash. Mad Dash uh, made me think of Mad Max. Uh, made me <laughs> think of um, Mario Kart. Um, How about um, Cher Lee's Theron? <laughs> Cher Lee's Share less, share less, Theron. Share less, Theron. Oh my God! First maybe, one out the gate. You We're know, I'll better. say maybe the only good name we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've had some good ones. That's we've true. Had some good ones, even in the last couple. I mean, the Emancipation of Dreamy. You're forgetting just one it's week true. later. We it's have, true. This is this is good. This is a good one. Um, share less, <laughs> Theron. Um, wow, I actually think she. Um, is is right and wrong in a lot of ways. Here's the thing. Chicago, home to some of the best front-facing camera video artists of our time. Really at the forefront. Lots of greats coming out of Chicago. Um, the, the guy, I love him and I can't think of his name and I don't have my phone, but he did the video with like your friend, you, you listening to your coworker talk and trying to like get in edgewise. Liv, who did... That musical theater one. She's oh, so good. Chopped Liva. Chopped Liva. So Liva funny. And of Instagram. course, the queen of front facing videos. The queen, the absolute queen, is from Chicago. Meg Stalter herself. Meg Stalter. Um, for Friend I mean, of the Pod. Um, so we can't deny that, like, I'm sure all of these Chicago people know she might be friends with some of these people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like we kind of touched on this last week with the person who was talking about how their friend is doing fitness and like, mm. it feels like they're bragging and, it, and not watching TV, et cetera. Right. Like, and how, how that was sort of upsetting to that person. And I kind of feel like, because this is something I totally relate to as someone who does not really thrive in that medium as a comedian, mm-hmm. um, seeing it, I, I think that my first impulse was to be like, um, fuck that. And then I very quickly was like, me jealous like (laughs) stop being a jealous bitch because people have ideas that you don't but it's really hard when so much of what we're doing like we're not seeing like people can't do shows people are having projects put on pause so so much of everything everything else is being rerouted into these channels that other people were already sort of the people who are already thriving on those in those mediums are just like blowing up now and And other people are using them for the first time it is it is like i feel like in the last couple of years like the last five years or so we've really moved in a direction in terms of comedy in like it's like a holistic thing. Like when I was coming up, I was a stand-up. You were a stand-up or you were an improviser or you were a sketch person. Sometimes you did two out of the three. Very rarely the people who did all three were good at all three. You know, like it was like very like tribalistic in Chicago where I came up especially. And that's changed a lot. Like comedy is a, a lot of different things. There are a lot of people who make it exclusively online. There are people who I I feel only good about my comedy when it is live in front of an audience. And this has been an especially hard time for me because I am not good at these fucking Instagram live shows. I am not good at like a, a front facing videos. And like, it is. I mean, that's honestly part of the reason I went back to fucking Twitter is because I live in the text. I'm a writer, Mitra. I'm a writer, okay? Uh, and I, I need know. to write, okay? I cannot do a front-facing video. And well, I, it's hard for me to acknowledge that part of you because I really see you as a prop master. <laughs> <laughs> and I see you as a close-up magician, primarily. Uh, uh, and actually, I fucking wish. I would give anything. <laughs> I know. I actually, I wish that too. But here's the thing. I, I And I actually am glad that I had this come to a head before all of this too, is that specifically with front-facing videos, I really let go of getting good at that a while ago. And I did sort of accept that like what, like we it, we do not have to be good at everything. Yes. We do well, not have to be good at, at, you can be a good stand-up who's bad at Twitter. You can be good at front-facing videos, not good at performing live. God knows we've all seen that happen. You know, like it, well, you do I not have to be like, good at everything. Anytime there's something new, the impulse is for the people who are good at the earlier version of whatever it is to belittle it. I mean, I think it's it's all just becoming like the thing that is wonderful about it is access. Like I wouldn't be aware of how funny Chopped Liva is on in real life because but but now i know that this is a yeah. very funny person when the really fuck would stuff. i have ever seen like a 19 year old lesbian at depaul 
do comedy if it weren't for her front facing videos on Twitter. Like, I, thank yeah. God, because well, and it's like brings people, joy to my life. But and people people belittle Twitter as like a, a means yeah. for employment and a valid way to get work. I mean, that was like a huge reason why I was able to start working was because people in positions of power who knew me as an intern saw my Twitter account. Yeah. So it's like all of these things are just like making it more, making it easier for the really funny people to have access to jobs. So it's like um, on my end, it was just a conversation with myself to suck it up. But, but I, this was pre-quarantine too. For sure. And I, But I will say back to this specific caller's question it is, we're, we're, we're lacking some kindness because her friends might suck, you know? I, I mean, I doubt <laughs> it because she's friends with them. But here's the thing. I think she does, she prescribed her own solution, which is you mute temporarily, like we talked up top, you mute mm-hmm. who the biggest offenders and you'd be happy for them. If they're really like living their best life, if something's going viral or if they're getting 13 likes and they're just like bored and like are creating. I think what you're struggling up against is like, A, it's the jealousy, and B, it's the frustration that you are probably not good at this part of comedy. And that is okay. I'm not either. And we will find ways to make do and we, and, and share less. I want to tell you, we will rise. We will (laughs) rise from the ashes of COVID-19 and we will get back on stage and we will wow them. Okay. And we will feel whole again. But for now, I think like, just accept like you do not have to be make. And the other thing is, is like maybe you are great at front facing videos, but you don't feel like creating anything right now. And that's OK, too. Yeah, but it doesn't make you better it, or worse than any of these people who are completely. And it's like it's OK if somebody has a million amazing ideas come out of this time. It's also OK to have absolutely nothing, nothing come out of this time. Um, and I I think you part of it, part of I think, you know, my my struggle with other people's output is directly correlated to how I feel about mine and it is totally informed with how I feel about mine. Yep. So mm-hmm. you can just be nicer to yourself because like them posting 30 Instagram videos a day doesn't change it. Like do- it doesn't matter. Like it, it really, really, really doesn't matter. And I also think like with some of these people who you're like, they're my great friends and they're pissing me off or whatever, you should just like FaceTime them because I've definitely had people where I see what they're doing online and I'm like, fuck them. I actually didn't realize that they sucked ass and I hated them. Mm-hmm. And then I like FaceTime them and I'm like, Oh yeah, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wait, I thought you were going, you were telling her to FaceTime them to confront them and be like, stop <laughs> making your fucking shitty little videos. I'd make um, a hard but, left turn and yeah. personality wise. No, but I think that's, I think that's a really good idea. Cause it is, it goes, I mean, it's exactly what we were talking about up top is that the internet flattens people in a way that like you forget all the dimensions of, of a person's personality and the reasons you like them in the first place. So do that, mute them. Twitter also has an, a, a wonderful in-between option um, called show less, which mm-hmm. God bless that option. Just click show really good sh- shit. show less <laughs> and really like give yourself a break and, you know, get a journal. Do do daily pages, do whatever you need to do to approximate like creative output or do nothing. Um, may I share a muted word? Uh, if I feel, I feel that it might be on theme. Uh, <laughs> I would love. So one one uh, muted word that I uh, maybe I'll just share like a couple throughout the episode. So the first I have in quotes the phrase "feminist win." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that is that is the that is the phrase How, that I will share. You're after missing this probably so many feminist wins by not. <laughs> I mean, some of my some of my muted words that I will not share have me looking straight up like Republican as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love that. I and do I'll, love I'll that. share I'll share offline some yeah. of the meaner ones. <laughs> okay, wait. All right, I think we, we fixed on? it. Um, I think we fixed it. I think we told her basically everything she needed to hear that she basically said herself. And I, you know what? I hope she is talking about one of the the, the many great Chicago front facing camera artists that we <laughs> that we mentioned in this vid. Um, all right, Dana, next voicemail, please. Hi, Misha and Joel. This was the pleasantries to be brief. Um, so <laughs> I have put myself on lots of Zoom calls, like many of us, with friends uh, from high school and college all over the country. 
And um, I think I've been noticing is a lot of these people are at their parents' houses or otherwise with their parents. And um, I'm very comfortable with my friends' moms, but a lot of my friends are from Indiana or even worse states. So I still get a little <laughs> nervous interacting with straight dads, um, especially since I was not out in high school, but um, I'm out now to all of those friends. So I find myself sort of code switching or just otherwise getting nervous around these older kind of salt-of-the-earth men. Um, what should I do? Should I feel guilty about toning down my, my swearing and my trills and my wilts? Should I really camp it up and just embrace who I am? Uh, am I just overthinking this? I figured it was something both of you could speak to since you, Joel, are um, a homosexual and you, Misha, are a demure Midwesterner. Okay, thanks. Ciao. Demure Midwesterner. Demure Love Midwesterner. That. Um, okay, so what do we name this one? He's a faggot on Zoom. Um, so. <laughs> well, we know so we let's always start do there. that, but I'm, I'm um, certainly not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, let's start there and sort of work backwards towards a more family-friendly, sort of in what, in keeping in with true spirit, the, yeah. Yeah, of, of his cause, work back and sort of, um, what, what what could we call him in front of his friend's parents? Um, you know, he's a Zoom closet case. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's um, code switching. Um, what's there, you know, like, um, uh, Code, code. Um. Passcode. Pa- um. Wow. Oh, we really I mean, it's, felt. It's we, got, really... we got so high on our own supply with share less their own. I know. Um, the problem now... is that nothing's going to have the quite the zing as the one that you came <laughs> up with. <laughs> um. F. Um, what, what could we do? I mean, well, okay. So I can't say, we're not going to use that, but maybe it's like, since he's, how about phantom on zoom? <laughs> phantom on zoom. <laughs> Cause you can't say that word. So you're what's just choosing slang, another like, word. What's a slang. What's like a way, like an old timey way, you know, like, um, like he's, um, he's very, um, like he uses his like fancy, fancy. Yeah, fancy, fancy on, on Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> fancy on Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so a fancy, fan- on fancy, Zoom. fancy on Zoom. Um, Perfect. No, you don't like it. You don't like it. I love it. No, I actually fancy, love it. Fancy, no, I boy, love it. Nancy boy. I mean, I, now it feels like we've entered into territory where we're bullying him. But we're, we're actually now going <laughs> yeah. to just earnestly um, say the slur. Is he? Wait, I. You know that meme online where it's like, <laughs> is he? You know, and it's a a limp wrist, um, a limp, uh, limp zoom. Okay. No, fancy on Zoom was better. Fancy on Zoom. Let's just do fancy on Zoom and is forgive he, ourselves. Is he on Zoom? That's what it is. It's is he dot 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 question mark. This hand, <laughs> this hand, limbrous hand. So July, if you're listening to name this and you want to choose this one for some ungodly reason, it is is he dot 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 limbrist. Figure out a way to code that into the title on Zoom. <laughs> um, what? So I guess I think this is fine. I think this is fine. I really I, do. I think code switching is like fine and like not something to feel ashamed of. We're all on a different journey. We all like literally like we all do. Every person, gay or straight, acts different around their friend's parents. Literally. Yeah. I don't think it's a badge of honor to be like, yeah, I drop fucking F-bombs and I talk about my drug use in front of Larry and Pam. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, it's like, it's also like, I imagine you're not having like a two hour long conversation with your friend's dad. Yeah. If it's like that's, your yeah, friend's are, dad is coming in in the background to be like, hey, and you're like, hey, Mr. Johnson. Uh, it's like, sure, yeah. whatever. I mean, honestly, like if you want, if you want to, be yourself and you feel like it be yourself if you don't want to who cares like you're probably never gonna fucking see this person again <laughs> yeah i i i fucking like sh- sit and chat about like shit i don't want to talk about uh, like i am such a fucking coward in ubers and lifts about like code switching like i'm i'm it, it's be and it's because i would rather feel comfortable than like take a stand for my like queerness in a fucking zoom in a, in a fucking Uber, you know, and it's the same Completely. concept. It's like 
I think you are creating a problem for yourself because you feel guilt. You you feel like you should feel guilty for doing this, but it's like honestly, babe, in these times, do what makes you feel comfortable and safe. Completely, save save your battles for later like the the your your friends are staying with their parents and that like they're if they're staying with them for like two months at a time and you have to like see them for a, a cumulative 10 minutes like do what you feel like doing i just yeah. i just really believe that like you're not gonna have that much contact with your friend's parents probably yeah. <laughs> other than and, like extenuating circumstances like this and like taking a second to not like swear i feel like that's like that's everybody does that around parents unless you like know them really well and you know that they're like cool and like fucking down to hear the f word yeah like like I'm, like I'm like I'm straight and I'm not talking about like sucking cock in front of my parents moms <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly that, that makes you a bad ally that makes you a bad ally I I always I call my friend's dad and I say guess who I throated the other day <laughs> <laughs> I wrapped my throat around it. <laughs> oh, is my new favorite way to describe that. Um, I, I, this is such a weird phenomenon. So many people going home. I, I don't want to shade any of our friends because I have a lot of friends who've done this too. Mm-hmm. It is. It just feels so. And I am lucky because I have a nice teeny tiny house with a yard, so I get that. And if I were in a New York apartment, I would probably. I, but the, here's the thing. If I were in my New York, my old, all of my shitty New York apartments, I would have rather been at my New York shitty apartments than at home with my parents. I, I just don't get the 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 impulse. And maybe you do, but. I mean, I, I chose to stay in California. Um, I I really did. I, I did not really consider going home, but I, I understand that choice. Like, I also really, I like my space in California. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't like and my I space. And I don't and, like my parents. So I think that's like the Right. Big, I think that, you know, that's, a, that's I love a huge. Them. I love them, but, you know, I don't think I could watch that much Fox News. Rush Limbaugh <laughs> on all the time. Couldn't and I it. love, you know, I want to give a shout out to my mom. She listens to the podcast. We're talking about parents. Hi, mom. Love you. <laughs> Um, I I think I've officially hit the point of getting like too comfortable on Zoom. <laughs> I, I just like caught a glimpse of myself. And <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> All right. Anyway, oh, I would love I to love share it. another muted word before we go on. <laughs> yeah, share a muted word. Do that. Okay, I'll share. Um, my second muted word that I'll share is hashtag clubmentum. <laughs> Cl- wait, oh, clubmentum. Now, like see, Amy I Klobuchar. think you missed out on some real gems, Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> there was some time when the when the clubmentum felt re- real, felt real and visceral, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think you really missed out. I um, had I had to recuse myself from the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And now I think we have an email. Mitra, would you like to read? I would love to. I know you okay. love to read. I love read. Okay. I adore you both equally. I have a bit of a conundrum. For reference, I'm a mostly straight woman in my mid-20s living in a major city. Prior to Rona, I was seeing two guys. Guy number one was a casual once-a-week bone situation. Love. Hands down. Love. Hands down. Best sex in my life. I dream about his dick. We've been fucking for almost a year, but due to some disrespectful behavior early on, I ruled him out as a romantic partner. But in the weeks before Rona, things seemed to be escalating emotionally and moving in a romantic direction. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. I do have fond feelings for him, but still have my reservations. I met guy number two a few weeks before quarantine began. We clicked on almost every level. He's super hot, super cool, super smart, obsessed with him. The sex has been kind of iffy, but there's definitely potential for improvement. While I was initially torn between the two, although it was kind of a dream scenario and this all feels like one long brag, normally things do not go this well for me. Over the course of quarantine, I think I've decided on guy number two. We've been talking a lot. It feels like feelings are mutual, and I'm really excited where this could go. But I really want to fuck guy number one at least one last time. What do I do? Do I lead guy on number one so we can fuck again after we're released from quarantine, even if he might have feelings for me? And guy number two and I haven't discussed being exclusive yet, but it feels like it might be coming. What do I do if that conversation arises? I don't want to be a dick, but I want that dick. Thank you. I, I truly love that poetic. Thank you so truly for all that you do. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that I'm a hero. actually, um, you truly uh, don't have to thank us that much. <laughs> yeah. um, t- um, t- 
two dicks, one girl. Um, uh, emba- embarrassment of riches, also. Embarrassment of dickses. Um, <laughs> two, um, two, two dicks, one cup. Well, what about two guys, one fuck? <laughs> two guys, one fuck. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Two Thank guys, you one girl. fuck. Another good teamwork from us. Yes, we're really killing it this week. I mean, faggot on Zoom aside, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to anybody who doesn't want to hear me reclaim that word on the pod, but here we are. Um, you know, in the time of quarantine, you reclaim. You reclaim. <laughs> you take what you need. You take what you need, um, <laughs> Here's what I will say, and this is this is going to get us maybe some flack. I don't know. Aisha. Okay, so we're at the time. I don't know where she is. She's living in a major city, okay? So we're at the point. You know, and this really depends on if... Guy number one, good fuck, bad personality, um, has been taking precautions and being responsible and self-isolating for at least two weeks as well. Because oh, here's... no. I already don't like where this is going. <laughs> okay, you guys? Because I was in a very similar situation. Not not super similar. But um, <laughs> you choose guy number one as your quarantine-only fuck buddy. Um, which I advocate for if you need human touch. I have done this myself. I chose someone um, and we who was who's taking equal precautions. And I said at the start, I was like, let's wait for the two weeks and then let's open things up. And but only to each other. We will only have sex with each other um, throughout until the end of quarantine, which is I realize a rom-com premise, a rom-com premise, because I was like, don't fall in love with me because this is just, you know, we, it's good sex. And that's what I need right now because I don't need like boyfriend drag. I don't need to like sit and watch a video or a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, actually also, you know, listen to music. No, I don't need any of that. I don't I'm need to totally cuddle. good. <laughs> um, and this guy, and I will say my, my quarantine um, boyfriend is lovely lovely great guy doesn't have this doesn't sound like he has the uh doesn't have the same personality problems that it sounds like your guy number one with the good sex is i will say some of the best sex in my life um and that's why i chose him and that's why i chose him um and i think that's what you need to do here and i think you need to um i think you need to reverse your 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 um suggestion which is keep number two on the hook keep texting keep doing the boyfriend drag watch movies over zoom with him and once a week, as you've been doing, go over and fuck this other guy until quarantine's done, and then you'll have what you need. And then when quarantine's over, you start dating guy number two, and you can sort of start the process of rebuilding his sexual abilities from the ground up. <laughs> um, and I, um, on my end, I don't really know what is okay with regards to quarantine. And I, my one other, my one thought in response to this email is just that um it seems really exhausting to lead someone on during quarantine oh, uh, yeah. with regards to guy number one no matter what i think um like tending to a blossoming relationship with the guy that you really like is probably a better use of time than leading on someone who who, who fucks you good yeah I, it, 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 unless you are going to fuck him um, throughout quarantine, as I have suggested, waiting until who knows how long to like just the bad parts. Like you'll just be experiencing the bad parts of him, which is the yeah, top. It sounds like his personality is ass. So you yeah. might as well just not deal if with you're it. Not com- yeah. If you're not comfortable with my suggestion, which I would like to just defend for a second, my, I know that there are varying degrees of people's people. Uh, there, uh, there's just the information is so bad but i will say that my thinking and and the reason why we both felt comfortable doing this is i leave the house maybe once a week to go grocery shopping mask gloves hand washing etc i do not see anybody else i see him once a week to have sex he's doing sort of the same thing that i'm doing and i will say i think that the point of social distancing is it's not necessarily because eventually until there's a vaccine we're all gonna get it 80 percent of the world it's gonna get it okay and it, it is about minimizing risk of us spreading it to other people. And mm-hmm. I will say, and it is also, if you do get it and the CDC says, comes to you and says, you tested positive, who did you speak to or who did you interact with in the last two weeks? You can reasonably answer that question. Yes. And if they come to me, I can still say, like, I went to this grocery store, this, this same grocery store, and I went to this guy's house. 
And that's it. And I feel fine about that. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. And all you motherfuckers who have relationships and roommates to touch you, do not come for me. Because in the grand scheme of things, I do not think that this is like, I'm, I'm being terribly irresponsible. If anyone comes for you, expect yourself to be on my mute list, baby. <laughs> well, I'll be reading the names. I'll be reading the names off next week. I'll be collecting names and I'll be reading the handles one by one <laughs> yeah. in a march at the end of the episode next week. So just get ready. Just yeah, get but like ready. if you, you know, it's, a, it's, all, it's all sort of for you to decide for yourself. But ultimately, I think that's a good solution that maybe I think no matter what, please uh, it just seems so draining to me to maintain an emotional relationship with yeah. someone if you're if for the possibility because also it's like what if you end up being exclusive with this other guy by the end of COVID so then you've just had weeks well, of stoking a fire th- with a th- person that, that you're never going to have sex with again and that's the other <laughs> problem that she's sort of presenting is that is it dishonest to be com- incommunicado with both of these guys Sort of I think only if you're this. exclusive. Like Yeah, it, and like you don't have to tell either of them that you're talking and or fucking the other person unless it specifically comes up. That's my thing. Unless mm-hmm. until you have the conversation of exclusivity, you well, there's gray because you know when it's wrong. You know, you when, know you're when it's wrong. You're, you but... know when you're hurting another person. If you think it's coming, if you think the exclusivity conversation is coming, then you might be in that gray area where you know you might hurt someone. And I think you have your answer for that. But you got two guys and one fuck. But honestly, I would love for you to live in a world where you have two guys and two fuck. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck with that. And may may I, um, as we move on, share another muted word? Please, please. (laughs) So this is another phrase. It's, that's it. That's the tweet. (laughs) Oh, thank God. That's a smart one. That's a fucking smart one because it's like what an abuse of the what's a what a fucking abuse of the platform unless you're going to say something yeah we get yeah of course that's it I just read it there's a period there's a there's a literal piece of English punctuation that tells me that information that that is the end of your tweet yeah I know it's the tweet because underneath it is another one (laughs) like yeah. Okay, you're smart. Dana, (laughs) give us that voicemail. Hi, me friend Joel. I like Um, one of you better, but I won't say who. So I'll keep it short. My question is, (laughs) I am thinking about the last time I had sex pre quarantine like we all are. And my issue is the guy that I hook up with, um, okay, I say thank you after sex. And this guy goes crazy. He says, don't fucking say that to me. And I'm like, okay, so if that's not for you, that's not for you. But my question is, is it weird to say thank you after sex? Am I crazy? Anyway, uh, any of you can sit on my face. Tell your friends to sit on my face. I am a clout chaser. Anyway, thanks. Bye. (laughs) What a polite little boy. Oh, my God. Um... I, I'm thinking like chivalry. Uh. Yeah. Um, decorum. Um, decor him. Etiquette. Like. Et- et- um, etiquette. Thank you hard. Etiquette. sit on my face. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I want to return you to something that you sort of um, aggressively ignored, which was. Decor, core, sort of like core him out like a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, decor see, him, okay. um, sort of decor um. um I also like edit it. No, that doesn't work. I, I like decor because when once you add in the core him, yeah, I, core I'm, him. Decor I understand him. that this is sort of a beautiful multi-layered mm-hmm, thing that we're mm-hmm, dealing mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. This is poetry, if you poetry. Will. Decor him. Um, okay. <laughs> Decor him so also so gotten so far away from the original word and meaning that it is um, perfect for our podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to start off by acknowledging a truly iconic opening thing, which is that this per- what person yeah. says they like one of us, but they won't say a riddle. who. Which I lo- and you know I famously hate riddles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something your dad would text you. Oh uh, yeah, so it's uh, basically my dad calling. If you know what oh, I mean. Boy. <laughs> if you let's just call this guy Mitra's dad. Well, let's call this guy my dad. Me finding out my dad's gay. 
<laughs> um, this is how I find out. <laughs> this is a this is a rare one where they have posed a question that I'm not sh- that I have never even thought about before, I, and I, a scenario that now is really at, at, like. I have to stop and think about this one. I, I would say this really, in every sense, this question was a riddle because I've never, I also, have, I've never experienced this. I've never heard of anyone doing Well, that. I guess like I, I have thanked people for hosting. I've thanked people for like. I, I've never thanked anyone for the <sighs> act itself. I've thanked, I, th- I feel like I'm, I, I've certainly apologized. Okay. Honey, I'll tell you, honey. I'll tell you that. I've apologized before. Um, save it for the stage. <laughs> but have I thanked anybody? Like, the thing is, is I get why he would think it was weird. Unless, but like. But I also, do, here's the thing. I've never thanked anyone and I've never been thanked, um, mm-hmm. which I'll But you'd I'll like to be. About. Hello, Hello, Whit Thomas. Are you listening? <laughs> My ungrateful boyfriend. Uh, but uh, but I don't think I, I I definitely don't think I would be upset if someone thanked. Me. There is a lot on paper that is missing from this because the context really does. How are you saying it? Are you saying thank you? You know, like <laughs> and like when are you saying it? Like how soon? Like are no? You know what? Because I will say I've seen porn where the You've guy who's being I've seen porn <laughs> where the guy where the guy who's being cored. Is saying sort of in a porny way, like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that is never my impulse when that's happening to me. I'm usually like, get out of there. Uh, (laughs) What are you doing back there? Um, But I guess that is like a sexual impulse that some people have. But after, I think, is the the key thing is like, like, I kind of think it's like fair game, whatever happens during. But, you know, what's weird is I actually think. A, a, a curt thanks is better than thank you. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank, thank you is thank really, you like, really like formal. You made it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very formal. Well, it's the difference between like a love ya and an I love you. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. So I think what you do next time is you you do sort of, you roll over post-coitally that glow and you say, <laughs> thanks. And that little laugh. Is is a big part of it, I will say. Yeah, the thank you just doesn't feel ca- like casual to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's really amazing. Like it's just like like hearing seeing a new color or something like that. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about the thank you. Is like it just never occurred to me that it was an option. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> definitely, I would say um, if he's said stop, then stop. Definitely don't do yeah. it to this person. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, like you, you know, with him that it's a no go. But maybe try it on. The, try the <laughs> thanks next time with the new partner. And, and I just want to say this: this other partner definitely, I think, overreacting by being like, "Don't fucking say that." Yeah, to me. That, that's scary. Uh, he has something he needs to work out, and I don't yes. know what. I don't know what that is. Your but... your thing is much more normal than his thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's be clear: you are much more normal than he is. Both of you, sort of on the spectrum of of unsettling, but and in and in that way, maybe a perfect pair. But yeah. <laughs> that um, is the that is oh wow rare rare do we get one where everyone is is kind of wrong in this scenario. I, I, sort, and I sort of was like when when you put this in the doc, I was like oh like Joel will Joel will know no <laughs> no and and it, it is tr- beautiful you to you see you and I have both done this where we have both sort of organized the lineups for this <laughs> these episodes and then completely forgotten what we've done. <laughs> As soon as we've done it, I have no recollection of put, of choosing this call, and yet I know I did. And hearing it was like hearing it for the very first time again, and just being like, "What?" Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're both fucking weirdos um, to different degrees, and um, yeah, I think that's all. That's all we can do. For hey, you. and to you, decor person who left this voicemail, I want to say thank you. <laughs> May I right. share a muted word? Yeah, we got to get another one. My next muted phrase is cancel culture. (laughs) Oh, and you gotta. You you absolutely have to. (laughs) I could not stomach the discourse for one more second. (laughs) No, it's it's got, at a certain point, these conversations stop being helpful on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Especially. And this is and this was this is one of my more like um, right wing leaning ones I would say is uh is yeah but the, I think that's circled right back around to being completely appropriate uh, as a left leaning person to, to um, mute because it's like 
what who's using that? Because actually, I find I think at this point, right wing people are probably using the phrase cancel culture more. And the mm-hmm. only people uh, that I follow who are using it are using it ironically. Like, yes, butter is canceled because it gave me heart disease, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, OK, wait a minute. Write that down. Uh- <laughs> Well, Joel getting some primo material for him. Thank God I came back to the platform. Um, Certainly to make a few apologies. The butter is canceled. (laughs) Standing ovation. (laughs) I'm in the front. Married to Joel by the end of quarantine. (laughs) And you stand up and you say... Thank you. And I, uh, and I flash my enormous, like huge, huge tits. I've, I've gotten a boob job after. Did it myself. <laughs> Rock okay, we got, we're, we're, we're at the end here. We've got one email left. Um, and, I, and I guess I'll read it because I can. Um, and I want to prove that I can. Um, <laughs> hey, Queens and Dana. A good workaround. Just um, want to say Dana, also a queen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's and actually, I, we did find a problem with this. We will always find a problem with the way you address us. And in this case, it is... The problem is you left Dana out. You sort of erased Dana's lineage as royalty, and that is um, <laughs> that's tough. But onwards we go. Some quick context. I am an early 30s white cis gay man living in a big city. I've been dating my boyfriend since the beginning of 2019, and we've been living together since August. Fast, I know, but we make a great team and love each other a lot. Unfortunately, the sex in our relationship has completely dried up. I asked my boyfriend why, and he said he is too depressed to have any libido. I've always used sex as a way to... Med- I've always used sex as a way to reassure my identity or as a recreational escapism, and I'm having a very hard time with the sudden lack of it. I feel confused and ugly and abandoned and so, so horny because we won't t- he won't touch me sexually, even though everything else is going great. He isn't jealous or possessive, but very self-conscious, and I'm scared asking him to open the relationship would just make him sadder and distrustful of me. I definitely don't want to end the relationship and would rather just enjoy sex with him, which is very good when it happens. How can I fix this? Love the pod. Thanks for everything. Um, okay. He is um, not having sex. It's a dry well. It's a, it's a dry... He's dry. You know, dry uh, spell. Dry uh, spell. Ooh, I he's like very that. horny. Sex witch. Dry spell. Um, <laughs> um, ooh. Oh, like, like magic spell. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um Holcus Pocus. Holcus Holcus Polcus. Holcus. Did you hear as soon as I said it? I said, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Holcus Pocus it is. Um H O L E C U S, which actually does sound like a slur. Um Holcus <laughs> Pocus. I'm sorry. This Wait, is or actually... is it Holcus Polcus P O L E? Because poll. Up to you. I think it's Hulkus Polkus. <laughs> okay, whichever one hurts you the least, I'm I, <laughs> I think it's it's sort of their neck and neck. Um, Hulkus Polkus, <laughs> it is. Um, and boy, oh boy. What a problem. Because I think in, a, in one of our shortest emails ever, actually, he has revealed just a host of problems on both sides of this relationship equation. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... When when it when it comes down to someone feeling depressed, I mean, they're like, it's it's hard. I mean, that that's like kind of the one of the main things to go for a lot of people. So it, it until he starts dealing with that, it feels like the things that spring from that will be difficult to yeah. manage. I mean, let's just get the boilerplates out of the way. Are you both in therapy? Are you both like? How are you? Are, is he deal, is he taking steps to address his depression? Is his depression specifically related to these times? Are they? Is this something that started before or after? Yeah, I think um, that was the thing I was most curious about. Like, it is is like if if this is something that is like specifically happening in this time, then I think like unfortunately, I would just say like maybe just try to get through it yeah because yeah because opening up the relationship right now what's that going to do for you 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 can't um unless yeah you just can't um but here's the thing though i will say on your side the one thing that stuck out to me was um i have always used sex as a way to reassure my identity um okay that's problematic you can't do that like it's not wrong for you to want regular sex as is equal to your libido um, from your partner and to ask of that and then to sort of address that 
you know, depending on, on how that goes. But like, if you're using sex to reassure that yourself, that you're attractive and, and, and like worthy and worthy and stuff like that, it's probably not the best relationship to have to sex. And you should be able to know and, and trust me, babe, I, I see myself in this collar as our, <laughs> as our intro often states. And I get that, but I, I, I think like, that's something like, now the boilerplate for you. Are you in therapy? Are you dealing with that? Like, are you taking steps? Is this something that you struggle right. with outside I mean, of I, COVID? Because I think, yeah, because I think one big thing in in this period of time with related to COVID is like, I think I know that I'm feeling this is like a lot of people are realizing how like fragile their coping mechanisms are and mm-hmm. like how dependent on like so much of my stress management relied on and which is like, I think fair and fine is like leaving my house, being around other people, like doing shows, all that kind of stuff. It's like having, taking the time to like look inward and spend time with yourself and see if you can, I don't think any one person needs to be like, like, I don't feel like I need to like my entire, like I have, I go to therapy and all that stuff. Like I'm not completely, I'm not the only person that affects my mental health and no one expects you to live in a vacuum. But I do think in some ways it's an opportunity to see like which things you're relying on outside resources for that you can maybe look inward and address within yourself. Yeah. If, and I if think, you can in this, like, but it was also like, if you're, if you're too overwhelmed to do that in this time, that's fine too. But like, I, I think there's also, there's a question you need to ask, ask yourself before you even broach and get to the point of, of, of asking him to open up the relationship, which is, is, is it you want more sex than you're having with him or you, um, want a variety of sex with different partners because the, I think that the, the mistake that a lot of couples make going into an open relationship is they do not ask that question and it's different because there are some, the, the open couples that I know that work it's B it is they love having sex with each other and have sex with each other but they just there's uh, sex for them is about a ver- an abundance of variety and experiences. And that's like a totally valid way to experience sex. And then there are couples that go into open relationships because they're not having enough sex with each other and they're not addressing the issues and they only want to be having sex with each other, but they're not addressing the issues why they're not having sex. And so like, it sounds like to me, you're in an A situation and trying to move it into a B situation is not the answer. I think you need to um, ask, answer the questions, the boilerplate questions that we ask, like, is he taking care of himself? Are you taking care of yourself? Is this COVID related? If it, if it is at that point, I think the, the answer tree that we have is sort of like, write it out, mm-hmm. write it out. And now, and, and, and like speaking from my own perspective and my own relationship is just like, I feel like now is really a time to be incredibly patient and understanding with your partner, even when it, you know, you, you want to be taking care of each other, but there, there are things that like, you know, a lot of time, my, my stress has sort of led, I am not sort of operating at my best as a partner, but I am grateful in the situation that like my partner is not expecting me to be my best because there's extenuating circumstances. So if that is something you can extend to your boyfriend, then try to do that. My God. And I listen, I get it. Like I literally just said on this podcast, I would not go. I have close friends that were like, do you want to come over and like sit six feet apart and watch drag race? And I said, no, but I did break quarantine to have sex with one person uh, (laughs) that I'm not even close friends with. And so like, I get the need and for that sort of affection and, and like touch in your life. Um, I will say, though, that like maybe and I've never been in your situation where I've lived with a partner that I'm having sex with who does not want to have sex with me right now for reasons that are inarticulate, like that they can't articulate. And so I feel for you. And so what I will say is maybe try and trick him into having sex. <laughs> like get him drunk. Get him drunk. Well, Try maybe drugs. like do that thing where like um, like a box is at a slant, but there's cheese underneath the box. Yes. I and, saw I saw a TikTok recently where a boy did do the old cut a hole in the bottom of a popcorn thing and tricked his girlfriend into doing it. I will say when I when I fled whoa. Twitter and Instagram, I did run into the arms of TikTok and I found solace there. I love it. It's I a hole love that you can TikTok. I love TikTok. 
I think it, but it's such a mixed bag. It is a much more mixed bag than any of the other. Cause like, I will say about 80% of it. I love, I laugh. I think it's amazing. I think it's fun and community, like normal people coming together to lip sync different things. It's great. I will say there is a large portion of stuff that that goes viral on TikTok that is in the spirit of blackface, I will say, um, without, without being blackface, it is in the spirit of blackface. Um, and that makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I've had to, I have had TikTok for one day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you'll get there. You'll see what I mean. Sort of keep that in the back of your head, and, and you'll see some things where you're like, mm, "This isn't this isn't blackface, but it is in the spirit of it." Um, and so, yes, trick your boyfriend into having sex um, in whatever way you think is healthy and ethical to do so. <laughs> And sh- hey, listen, if you say, hey, babe, you want to split a bottle of wine and it gets him going, then by God, do that. God bless. Or actually maybe weed is better. I don't think wine works. I don't wine, know. Wine, know make me, wine make me fall asleep. <laughs> what That's make what me th- fall asleep? Yeah, I guess it does too. It doesn't take a lot to make me horny though. So I don't really, I don't, I don't really. And it doesn't take a lot to make me fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mitra, share with us one last muted word before we leave the people. Okay, I'll, I'll share um, <laughs> this one. This one is like, you know, not great, but I'll share it. Um, this this next one, my next muted phrase is actually a name. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it is wow. Hil- Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <clears throat> Good. Sort of in the same vein, you're miss like, it is like adjacent to feminism win. Because um, it's like, I don't want to hear the like people sing horrible things about her but i also am like i'm just oh i, I don't want to hear we, no we know what we know what everybody feels I, so a, it is that's a family that we we as a country um i think need to move on from and there's a lot of families <laughs> like that that are that you know on every side it's not about politics necessarily it is about um the family <laughs> and joel i can't wait to share my entertainment related ones with you oh, but i, I feel too wait. frightened we, to we share. actually we need to get up. We need to stop recording so we can talk about this um, uh, fully and real. I'm not ready. I'm not far enough in my career to list the names that I have. <laughs> um, okay, you guys. So um, that's it. That's the pod. If you would like to hear some amazing advice of your own, you can, of course, call us at Mitra. What's the phone number? It is. See, you of us were ready. I'm I thought actually. You do, so the email is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. And you're not going to believe it, but the phone number is. I, see, I, three, I don't know why I made you. <laughs> three. Three. Let's see if I can remember. I don't think I will, but let's play this game. 323-334-0371. That was right. Genius. Genius. <gasps> that, Perfect score okay. on our ACTs. I don't know if you guys knew this. Bellmetra got a 36. Um, <laughs> and that's not a joke. That's real. And you can look it up. That's on her Wikipedia page. I don't, I don't <laughs> I don't think it is, but you should. It's not true, but I did get a perfect score in 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 some of it. Oh God, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here, (laughs) you guys. um, This has been so fun. Um, Thank you so much, producer Dana, Ryan, July, Colin Anderson, everybody at Earwolf, and especially you, the person at home listening to this. And thank you, Joel. And thank you, Mitra. I love you. I love you. Oh, watch Three Busy Debras. Watch Singled Out on Quibi. It's free for 90 days. Listen, I know you don't want to download it, but just do it, okay? Just do it. I've been it's having a great time. Days. You should also check out that show that about the golden arm, and I'm not going to say anything oh, else about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to get up. We have to end this. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>